0: Our spirits
1: right now, in the name of Jesus, this is a right word. Grab it, grab it, grab it. In Jesus' name, for us right now, in the name of Jesus, strengthen the man of God. Strengthen the leaders, glory, glory God, for this house and the church globally. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Come on, y'all, give him one more praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Who has a testimony? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. the Lord. Hallelujah. Like what she said and what he's continuing to do. So that means there's more. She spoke it. I believe it with her. Is that all right? Because it's going to have to be. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory God. Anybody else? Okay, Bishop.
0: good to us, sometimes we get spoiled by the goodness of God. Uh, Tonight, I want to share something that I call, Lord, what do you want from me? Lord, what do you want from me? And then the question comes, will you give him what he wants? I want to begin In Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, he says, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, to love him and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee, this day for Thy good. Praise the Lord. A lot of times we we're uh, we're in situations where we want to know what's required. It's like if you start on a new job, and and uh, one of the things that happens is you're not quite sure what you need to do, unless it's some kind of production thing and you operate in a piece of machinery, you may know. But sometimes you're on a job, and you know uh, I've been on jobs where. You know, me and some other people, we were kind of sitting around, just wandering around. We didn't know what to do. The supervisor came along and said, Well, you need something to do? What are you doing? What are you standing around for? So, so we, we, we're we asking God, Lord, what do you want from me? And, and it's very clear that in the Word of God, He shares with you what He wants for you. This morning we talked about some expectations, uh, what God's expectation is for us to grow. And to come to a fuller knowledge and to reach all the hallmarks and and milestones in our new life. But, but in this, uh, rather than talk about specific things, uh, God says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to, to um, fear God, to walk in His ways, to love Him, to serve Him with all your heart and soul, and to keep the commandments and the statutes which I commanded you for your good. It's for your good that he's telling you this. Praise the Lord. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 22 and 23, it says, "For God has, has Jeremiah the prophet speak to the people. He says, for I speak not to your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing commanded I them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well with you. So again, God is saying, hey, I just need you to do what I'm asking you to do and things will be well with you. That's it. If you could just do what I ask you to do, if you could just follow my word, if you could just obey me, praise the Lord. He said, <clears throat> In fact, when I first brought you brought him out of Egypt, I didn't talk to him about different things, you know, uh, uh, about burnt offerings and sacrifices and things like that. I hadn't established that yet with them, but I had told them what I did say is to walk in my ways. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes we, people say I used to hear people say, oh, I can't remember no scripture. I don't know what to do. God, OK, here's here it is. Walk in his ways. Walk in his ways. You don't have to remember any specific things. There's ways. When he makes them clear to you, walk in that. Praise the Lord. So, so, you know, Lord, what, what do you want from me? Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk in my ways. I want you to love me. I want you to serve me. I want you to keep my statutes and my commandments. And we're not talking about the Ten Commandments or the laws. We're talking about what he asks you to do. The things that he commands of us. Praise the Lord. That's all I need to do. Just do that. Now, will you give him what he wants? When God tells you, here's what I want, will you do it? Will will you perform that? Will you say, okay, Lord, that's what you want. I'll do that. Praise the Lord. Uh, In Micah chapter six, verse eight, he says, he has showed thee, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of thee. But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God." So, so you, you can see that, that God has a, a theme that he's trying to get, you, get us to do. He wants us to, to do the things that are right, and uh, you know, he wants us to walk humbly and, and with God. So we should be doing all the things that he's saying do. We should be following the, the laws and the rules and the guidelines of living a righteous life. Now, it would be different if we were just talking to the people that we are witnessing to. See, that would be something different. We'd say to the person. You, you wouldn't, like, like God said in Jeremiah, when I first brought him out of Egypt, I didn't tell him about sacrifices and stuff. I gave you no specific. I just want you to walk in my ways. If you could just do that. The same thing, if we're witnessing someone, we're not, we're not telling you, uh, you know, you got to do this. You got to do, can't do this, can't do that. We're not giving you all those sort of things. All we're telling you is that you need to walk humbly with God. You need to do the things that God requires doing justly, loving mercy, all those things. That's, that's all he's asking us to do. When, when he said, hear, O Israel, in Deuteronomy, we're spiritual Israel. He's not just talking to the Israelites. He's talking to us, his people, his children, his elect. We are the elect of God. Uh, I think we talked about that on Wednesday, all the things that God calls us, how he sees us, one of the things that he sees us as is his. So he's asking us, since we have this relationship, since we've come into this uh, uh, thing together, I-, I just want you to uh, uh, walk in my ways. I just want you to do the things that I'm asking you to do. I want you to do justly. I think God you, you're supposed to be representing God. He wants you to do justly. This is what he requires of you. I want you to love mercy. You, you know, oftentimes, we we, 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 we we one of those things that we fall away from is having mercy for other people. We we find things. We're very critical of other people. We find everything wrong with them. We find reasons why they need to suffer. Now, they need to go through this. They need to go. Well, that's not representative of God. God said, I want you to love mercy. And I want you to h- walk humbly. I don't want you walking around with your chest sticking out. Being boastful. You walk humbly. Uh, uh, Matthew 11 Verses 29 and 30 says, uh, uh, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to notice that in in most of these scriptures that we're talking about, when God is the things that he's requiring of you, the things that he's asking you to do, he he always brings it back to there's a benefit for you in it. There's a benefit for us. He said, look, if, you, if, you, if you, I need you to learn of me, uh, uh, you're going to find rest for your souls. What I'm asking you to do is easy. See, the, the word yoke means, means uh, to join. You know what a yoke is, a coupling. But figuratively, it means servitude, a law or an ob- obligation. So he's saying, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this, this servitude, this obligation of me on. It's easy. So, so that's one of those things that God is asking us to do. It's a requirement. He's saying, you know, oh God, what, what do you want from me? This is what I want from you. I want you to do some things that's going to benefit you. I want you to do some things that I'm asking you to do because they're going to turn out to be a benefit for you. You're going to gain something. Praise the Lord. Uh, all the people in the Bible that you read, all the patriarchs, the apostles. All the people that were followers of God, they got a benefit from doing it. You know, uh, when you think about someone like Noah, in the whole world, uh, Noah, the Bible said Noah was a just man. Noah got the benefit of being saved when the whole world was destroyed. Because he was just. The Bible asked to do justly. Is that what he said? Praise God. Praise the Lord. When you find out what God wants from you, when he tells you, will you give it to him? Will you do it? You know, not every time somebody <laughs> has a requirement of you, are know, you willing to do it? I had a we had a pastor in, in in New Orleans, and I think he preached this message after we were gone, but uh he had a message called it, it was I don't know what the title of it was, but basically the, the theme of it was um, Let me tell you what it means to be a Christian before you start saying, I want to be saved. Let me tell you what that entails. Let's see if you really want to do that. Praise the Lord. 1 John 5 and 3 says, For this is the love of God, that you keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. This is the love of God, that you keep his commandments. This is how how you understand. This is how we know That you love God because you're keeping his commandments. Jesus said that if you love me, keep my word. If you love me, keep my word. But this is his love. And when you say, oh, no, I love the Lord. Oh, we love God. You love God? Yes, I love God. Uh, You know, see, I I think something. uh, 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 There's some things that happen because one of the things that God asks us to do is love him. But but this is the love keeping his commandments. Keeping his commandments. God said you need to love your neighbor as yourself. Then you you would have to do that. That's one of the commandments. Oh, I didn't see that in the Ten Commandments. No, it's not in the Ten Commandments. But it's a commandment of God. We need to love one another. Uh, uh, (laughs) And then all those things that he asked us to do everywhere. I found out that whatever God commanded in the Old Covenant, he still means that now. The ways he asked us to live, he still means that. We should still live the same way. No, we don't do the ceremonial law. We don't bring sacrifices and do all those things. But all the things that have to do with our living, our relationship, all those things, are, are, are the same. they haven't changed. If something was wrong in the old covenant, it's still wrong today. It didn't become right because Jesus went to the cross you just got forgiven for it praise the lord so he god lists some things in in the, in those requirements one of the things that he he said was to to uh, uh, uh fear the lord uh, in psalms 34 and 9 it says oh fear the lord ye his saints for there is no want to them that fear him Oh, if I could have a life, God, with no one. <laughs> if I could have a life with no one, I, I like that because a lot of times when we when we we, we say, think, oh, I need this, I need that, but you don't really need that. You want that. I need. I I, I have to have. You don't have to have that. You want that. We well, what God said. I'm gonna give you a life with no one. If you love God. And you're able to demonstrate that you love him. You can't just say you love him. You have to demonstrate that you love him. See? He said, fear the Lord. If we fear God, then you won't have any want. Isn't that something? Fear means to to morally, to revere God. God, I put you above everything. I reverence you. I'm fearful of your might your power the things that you can do praise the lord God has done some things in my life that that really you know uh it frightened me I really thought this is amazing god how could you possibly do that I know you can do anything but this is scary this is this is magnificent glory to god fear the lord Fear the Lord thy God. He, he said one other thing. He asked us to walk in all his ways. In Titus 2, 11 and 12, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Isn't that something? He said, no. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all of us. If you understand what that means, God is saying, I'm giving you unmerited favor. I'm taking away all the things that you've done wrong, the things that you've done that are crazy and without outside of my will. I'm willing to take away that. I'm going to bring salvation. I have something that will bring salvation, and it has appeared to all men. It's appeared to all men. You know, a lot of times we talk about people uh, having... A, a day of visitation. Well, God, you're going to have a day, that you're going to realize at some point in your life, you're going to come to a state where you understand that, boy, this God thing—I need to pursue this. I need to look at this. I need to look into this. This is real. I, I, I remember one time, and you know, in the, uh, the, the time your time of visitation is something that you 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 can't determine when that is for someone else. Uh, uh, we were at a. Uh, Uh, to Holly, when when Mike was still working there and and, and, uh, we were doing services down there on on Wednesdays at four o'clock, 430 or something and Sunday morning. And on one Wednesday, I was teaching the kids about having a day of visitation. I said, everybody has a day of visitation. I read the scripture to them where Jesus was over crying over the city. Boy, if you had only known your time of visitation. Man, you know, now things are going to happen like this. You're going to be bound this side, inside out, whatever, you know, like that. If you had only known. And I was sharing this with them. And I said to them, well, here's the the thing that happens with the time of visitation. Is nobody can determine it for you. Like I'm sitting here talking to 20 of you all. And three people might be saying, wow, that's something. And some of you hearing the same thing. It's just going over here. It means nothing to you. It means nothing to you. It's not your time. But. You will have that time because the Bible says that this grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It's going to appear to you at some point, and it's going to teach you that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. That you're supposed to live soberly. Okay, I don't drink. Yeah, but you got some other crazy stuff going around your head. You're still not sober. Hello. You drunk on something. You need to live soberly, righteously. It means you're doing justice with people and yourself and all the things that are around you. You're living righteously and godly. I, I, I want to be godly. I want people to leave uh, saying, boy, there was something about them. We were, we were having some people interviewing uh, Camille and I just last week uh, about something about girls and whatever, working with girls at Boys time, what have you. And one of the ladies said to Camille, to some woman that Camille, she had worked at the playhouse or something. So, you know, you worked at the playhouse. You've heard Camille spiel about Jesus. Okay. So so the woman said, uh, oh, I have something I want to add. How did your uh, faith affect what you were doing? See, I, I was over the moon with that. I wanted to answer that. To, oh, yes, our faith had everything to do with it. But I was excited because... Here's a woman, you're sitting here asking all these questions. Everybody's asking all these natural questions about this. How did this feel? What happened to this? How did it affect your life? And everything like that. And this woman, because she had been exposed to a child of God, she said, wait, wait, I don't want to miss this. Sometimes people don't ask about the faith thing. They want to keep that out of it. But I want to know, how about your faith? How about your faith? That means at some point, you were godly around this person. You were living like that, and he says, now in this present world, you don't wait till, no, oh, I can't wait till I get to heaven. I'm going to be this. No, you're going to be this now, or you won't get to heaven. First Peter 1, 15 and 16 says, but as he hath he which hath called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation, all your behavior, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Oh, I think I told you this before. Boy, that, that scripture used to scare me to death. Be holy. Oh, God, I don't know if I could be holy. And one day God told me what it means to be holy. Are you living according to the word? Yeah, well, you holy. you holy. You mean even if I wore jeans to church? Yeah, you're still holy. You still, you're living according to my word. Glory to God. Then he says, one of the other things, the third thing that he said, is to love him. He said, I need you to fear the Lord, thy God. I need you to walk in all his ways. And I need you to love him. To love him. There's a very powerful scripture. There's something that Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees uh, one time. He said a lot of things about loving God. You need to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. You could find that in just about all the gospel, how you need to love God. But I like this. In Luke eleven forty-two. 42, he said, Woe unto you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of God. These are to you have done and not to leave the other undone. Here, here's what we telling them. You guys are so precise that you go into your spice cabinet And you say, I have two ounces of cinnamon. I've got to give 10% to God. You're not leaving out anything except you forgot about the love of God. See, they got people like that in the modern day church right now. They're calling you on everything. Oh, and look at what you got on and look at what you did. And I heard you said this and I saw you driving and doing this. But wait, 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 hold up! You forgot about the love of God. I give, I always give. I give my my you know, I do this and I do that. And do, yeah, but you forgot about the love of God. That's one of the things He requires of you. Did you remember that? He said, and Israel, what doth the Lord require thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him. You can't leave that out. What Jesus is telling you, I don't, yeah, I see you giving. I see you doing this. But the love I'm talking about is agape love. Not just that moral love in a moral sense where you love your friends. Oh, yes, I love everybody. Yes, you love them as long as they're not doing anything to offend you. I'm talking about a love that's affectionate or benevolence. It's a feast of love, charity, dear love. That love that you get from God. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost. When you could have the love of God. You know, the love that God has. That's what he's telling. you. Now you've passed over some things. You passed over some things. So in all the things that God requires of you, don't forget to love him. Don't forget to love him. And don't forget to have his love. His love, the love that God has. Glory to God. other thing he said was to serve the Lord thy God. We also have to serve him. To serve means to work in any sense. To serve, till like you're a servant. You're tilling soil, you're doing everything. Servitude. Servitude. That, that's that's he wants you to serve the Lord your God. See, you, you you don't understand that well, or it might seem a little harsh until you see the apostles referring to themselves as bond servants unto God. I'm a servant. I'm a slave to God. When Paul wrote to his letters, it's, he referred to himself as that. In other words, no, I'm I'm like this. I'm the, the bond servant. I'm the lowest servant in the house. And Jesus demonstrated that for you at the Last Supper. Come on, y'all. Take your shoes off. Let me wash your feet. We got a lot of servants here. Some of them cook, some of them do this, some of them do that. But the one that washed the servant, the the visitor's feet, that's, that's the lowest one. Put your little towel around your waist, your apron on, and go down and wash all the people's feet while they're sitting, talking, and socializing. But that's what. The servants of God see themselves as, Lord, I'm your servant. I'm humble. I'm this. No, a uh, uh, job thirty six and eleven says this. If they obey and serve me, they shall spend their days in prosperity, and their years in pleasures. Mm-hmm. If you obey and serve him. You will spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. Boy, isn't that something? Isn't that just like God? We, we, we talked about this before on a couple of occasions, how the things of God are paradoxical. In other words, it what you do is the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. But that's how you achieve it. You know, a lot of you understand that. Already the first time you came in contact with that is when they told you, okay, it's time for offering. Nah, I ain't got no money. I can't be giving it God. But the Bible says if you give, you will receive. Some people still have a hard time with that. But that's one of those paradoxes. If you want something from God, you have to give that. If you want life, you need to give your life. Well, God is saying, here's what I want you to do. I want you to serve me. I want you to be like a servant. Like, you know, the person who has the lowest income or no income. I want you to be like that to me. And if you do, you're going to spend your days in prosperity. You're going to prosper as opposed to being what you set yourself up to be. And your years will be in pleasure and not in turmoil and and, in trials and tribulations. He's making us a promise. It's the same promise that he said all along. He said, "If you do these things, if you to keep his commandments and his statutes that I command you, this it's for your good. It's for your good. It's going to help you." You know, I, I'm a living testimony of that. You know, I, I've told you before. You know, I just like anybody else. You know, ring, ring, phone. Hello? i I mailed it in already. Don't keep calling here. Where my checkbook at? I'm paying things out now. How much? You don't need to call. Here it is. Just all of it. I attribute that to God. Not to me. No way! You remember I said I told you this before. God has done things that have frightened me. See, if it, it, it hadn't been going on so long now, I'd be frightened by that. You did what? You you paid off your house? I don't know anybody that paid their house off. You did what? Oh, y'all own the church already? Have we paid it off? You paid the church off? Y'all don't have a a, a mortgage on the church? Mm-mm. How that happen? Well, we start giving. God said, give. God said, go give somebody $10,000. Okay. Not the church money, your money. Okay. He said, I just want you to do what I command you to do. I want, No, when you find out, Lord, what do you want from me? When I tell you what I want, will you do it? No, every saint is sitting there. Oh, I just want to serve God. I just want to do what God is saying. I just want to be a part of the ministry. I'm right until God tells you what to do. Now, once he tells you, the question is, will you give him what he wants? He said, this is what I require of you. I require you to walk in my ways. I require you to fear fear me. I require you to love me. I require you to serve me with all your heart and all your soul. God, you're demanding. Yes, but it's for your good, not mine. I don't need anything. I'm God. Ah, This is for you. Oh, man, it's, a, it's such a struggle sometimes for saints. Oh, man, got to do this, got to do this. I, I had some people tell me one time I was on a job, and they were saying, oh, at your church, uh, y'all can't do this y'all I said I can do anything I want to do ain't no such thing not the God I I can do anything I want to do in fact I just got to the point when I got born again when I can start doing what I wanted to do anything I want to do before I had no choice but to be in sin but now I can be saved if I want to I can live holy and righteous if I want to You, you, you can't do that. I don't want to do that. I could if I wanted to, but I, I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to. I, I want to serve God. No, I want to serve God. You know, I, I was a person like this when I was, uh, when I was, uh, well, I was saved, but, you know, I wasn't a pastor or anything. And, and and I started asking God, you know, at one point, you, you've heard me say this before, that uh God I wanted to be like it was before. I'm sick of me. You know, I, I I've been saved for oh, 13 years or more. And I, I'm not I don't I don't like me. I don't like what's going on. You know, I still go to church. I still the pastor says, Brother Molton, will you do this? Uh, yeah, I, of course I will. Okay, brother, Mo, hey, we want to give you this for taking over the service. Go, oh, okay, thank you. Put that in the offering. You can't pay. But in all that, I was still sick of me. On top of that, there was a lot of Michael. You know you know, when John say, I need to decrease, he needs to increase. Let, let me tell you what, really, what I really understood spiritually. This is a revelation from God. I couldn't have figured this out myself. You know how when I, before I was saved, I thought um, in my life, I know that I'm doing wrong. Oh, a lot of things I do. I know that's wrong. But if I do more good than bad, I'll be able to make it to heaven. I say my prayers every night. No matter how high you are, If you falsely wake up and start saying them again, pick up where you left off, whatever it is, just make sure you do more good than bad. Well, God said you graduated to thinking that you decreased, but just halfway. See, there was still as much of you as there was of me. You were still trying to do that balancing act. You just got the Holy Ghost now. I wouldn't have figured that out on my own i said oh i gotta let it go then god i need to be born again again i need to be born again again i need to understand for real what this life is like no i read the scriptures i teach the scriptures i do all this but god there's something about this about walking in your statutes. there's something about this being holy as you are holy there's something about this life That I'm not doing. I can see your requirements Lord. This is what you said you want. And you said it for my good. Now you need to to be walking in all of his ways. Following, keeping his commandments and his statutes. You you know, people need to see. Need to understand. Well God, what's the measurement? How do I know if I'm godly? Because people will tell you. People will tell you. They'll let you know if you're godly or you're not. And if nobody is uh, uh, shocked, the world is not shocked at your behavior and your life. Oh, I think you need to ask yourself the question. Lord, now that you've shown me what you want, am I really giving it to you? Am I doing it? No, somebody needs to say there's something different about you. Somebody needs to say, gosh, you're not like other people. See, God said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be holy. I want you to be like I am. In all your behavior. I want you, all manner of behavior, I want you to be holy, Not just sometimes. Not just on Sundays. Let me tell you, I was the best Sunday Christian you ever seen. I ain't lying. Don't make me late for church. Children tell you, I find down at the book. Get, get your clothes on. I preached this one time. You didn't tell your children, if you don't get yourself dressed, you're going to church like that. When the car leaves, you're going to be in it. If you got your pajamas on, you're going to be in church with pajamas on because we're going to church. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, boy, you want to make me angry. Make me late for church. My goodness. Because I am the best Sunday Christian that you could find. You cannot mess with me on Sunday. Until about 2 o'clock when church let out. I might climb a little bit then. You know what I mean? I've already taught. I've done my obligation. You know what I'm saying? Glory to God. One of the things that fascinated me that, that God did to my life is uh, um, Camille said to me one time, she said, uh, you know, your, your family, you know, everybody's getting the Holy Ghost and everything. You know, your mom, your brother, your sister, and all that stuff, like that. Aunts and everything. She's in my family, just me and Lynette. So I took a notebook, a little a stenographer's tablet. I wrote down the names of everybody in my family. And I said, God, I just want an opportunity to share This fascinated me. It did. And every night, I took the little tablet out the windowsill. And called every name. Every name. Here was the part that fascinated me. Because I'm thinking, okay, God, you do what you do. I don't have any control over it. I'm just trusting that you're going to do something, whatever. They had the family reunion in Omaha. That year. They all came to church. And we got a chance to tell them. Lord, you said that this is from our good. You, you said, you do this thing is for your good. You said it'd be well unto you if you walk in my ways. You're doing the things that you said, Lord. Now that we know, now that you share with us what you require of us, Lord, what do you want from me? Now that you told me, now God, will I give it to you? Will I give you what you said you want? Well, It's time for us, the church, to fear the Lord, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve him, to do all those things that he asks of us. Because he is God. He's our God. He gave us some promises. He he gave us some promises. He's not just asking us to do things because he's God. He said so. He said, I'm going to make you spend your days in prosperity. I'm going to make you your years. Pleasures to you. And I'm telling you, when God says that, he means, you know, if I could really stress to people this, that, um, you know, I had this uh, message in my mind. I don't know if I ever teach it. I think I taught it one time years and years ago, but it was called, Where's Your Church? Where's your church? And and, and the point of the message was, I was saying to people, I'm just like you. I'm just an everyday person. Somebody came and witnessed to me. I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I thought, boy, this is the greatest thing. I should tell everybody. I started telling people. and next thing you know, I was teaching Bible studies. And then, you know, I had my little drifting and stuff like that. Well, 50-50, you know, I just explained that to you. And then one day I said, no, God, I'm tired of myself. I wanted to be like it was. And then I started teaching Bible studies again. Those Bible studies became a church. And what? What? You mean a whole church of people? So I wanted to know, okay, I'm just an average person, everyday person like anybody else, nothing special. Where's your church? How come you didn't do that? Uh-oh. Where's your church? Where are the people that you witness to? I don't want to feel it right now. But if you obey and serve him, he will bring you into prosperity and pleasure. That, that's what he'll do. And, you know, I, 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 I can tell you that sometimes if I'm driving around or just laying around, I'm maybe just laying in the bed in the middle of the day, uh, having uh, nothing on my mind but the things of God. And boy, I just get tickled all inside. And thank God, what have you done? This is an amazing life. And watch this. I'm not rich. I mean rich in God, you know. I drive a Volkswagen. You know, I'm not wealthy, you know. In fact, the people came over to our house those days to tell Camille, stop saying that. She tells people, you know what, how tiny house, it's a little it's cool, but it's tiny, you know. Quit saying that. we have exactly what God gave us and it's amazing it is amazing my life is amazing in God and he's promised you the very same thing very same thing what does the Lord require of me God what is what do you require Lord fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways, to love and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, to keep the commandments and his statutes that he commands you for your good. Father, right now, all we can do is thank you. All we can do is lift your name on high and praise you, give you all glory and honor, Lord. We've never experienced anything like this and probably never will. But God, you're so good. You're so perfect. You're so wonderful. You're such a mighty God. You do all things to aid and assist us, to show us your love. You're helping us, Jesus. Jesus. You're working things out in our lives, lives that would be lost and torn apart. God, these simple requests that you have, these simple things that you want. I I just want you to reverence me. I just want you to walk in my ways. It's going to benefit you. I just want you to love me. I've given you love. I've taught you how to love. I just want you to serve me. And, and and I want you to keep all the commandments and statutes which I command you. And it's going to do you good. Father, I think we can do that. We we can give you what you want from us. Lord, your 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 yoke is easy. Your burden is light. <laughs> Your commandments, your, your things aren't grievous, Lord. We just praise your wonderful name. Lord, help us that we don't forget or miss out on the things that you're asking of us. Help us, oh God, that, that we always are mindful of obeying you and living justly and righteously and godly. that we're denying things, O oh God, ungodly and worldly lusts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What can we say, Lord, but thank you? What can we say, God, but yes, I agree. Lord, if never before, if I never thought about it before, now, God, I, I want to walk in your ways. I, I want to I do this. I want to I- I keep all your statutes and commandments. God, show me, God. Bring it to our attention. We're subject, oh God, to slip, to fall, to become carnal for a moment, if only for a moment. But you bring it to our attention, Lord. Show us that we might change. Keep us. Decreasing and you increasing. We bless your wonderful name. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the benefit, Lord. We lift your name on high. Bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.